Hi Apoor, uh, welcome to another podcast episode of Brands, Brews and Banter. First of all, thanks for doing this. Hey, I'm happy to be doing this with as well. So one thing I want to bring out is right before this, you said that you have a basketball game and uh, you'll <laughs> be running a little bit late. So do, do you play on all Sundays? What team do you support? And and and, <laughs> and controversially, where do you stand on the MJ versus Kobe debate? <laughs> Uh, no, I've never been part of that debate. For me, it's uh, I haven't been part of the Michael Jordan era. Clearly, he has another tenacity to it. But I've been the Kobe child, uh, the one who was inspired and, and literally shaped this game around Kobe Bryant. So obviously, a big fan there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I used to play quite frequently all my life. That's been one deep, deep ingrained passion for my life. But uh, left the moment i had my first child uh, that's when i completely stopped playing because obviously there was a new love in my life uh, and then i took a mm. pause for close to i would say close to 12 10 to 12 years um, mm. and then uh, one literally just a couple of years back my alma mater uh, which you also happen to be part of imt reached out to me saying mm. that they have a tournament where they're inviting alumni in uh, so in my mind i thought i'm still that 16 year old guy who can jump over people and dunk the ball <laughs> so in all energy and enthusiasm i went back to campus uh, and literally within the first 3 minutes i got my nose broken and i realized that <laughs> i am completely out of shape uh, and the game that was uh, but i think that was good because uh, it sparked my passion back um, and i realized how much i miss playing so found some like minded people and i've been uh, pretty much back on the court uh, almost every 3 to 4 days so yeah very that's cool. what i do start my weekends weekends with now hey cool where do you play uh, i'm in gurgaon so multiple multiple courts i'm part of multiple whatsapp okay. groups so there are many nice. luckily uh, the north part of the country i mean so is true for the south but south but north is especially keen on sports so haryana mm-hmm. especially has a ton of facilities yeah. for sports so, so, and lots yeah. of good culture yeah. yeah which is which is really cool so so good to hear so so apurva currently you have this amazing amazing mandate and 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 something which like a lot of uh, young and mid career marketers would feel that hey this is this is something that we would want to do uh, so for folks listening uh, currently uh, Apoor runs uh, brand marketing at Apple. Apoor is brand marketing at Apple. If I if I may take the liberty of saying that, uh, but yeah, Apoor, tell us about tell us about uh, right out of B school when you came out of IMT green behind your ears. Uh, how was that journey, which kind of led to where you are today? Yeah, just to correct, I don't run the entire brand marketing vertical. There's a large team, uh, <laughs> lots of talented people around me. Uh, I'm just part nice. of the team. Uh, the we will push humility. Team. We will push humility aside today. Like humility is, uh, <laughs> we'll just put it in a box and we'll put it aside, and we'll we'll talk about other stuff. But uh, yeah, please, please go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry. What was the second part of the question? I missed that. So just when you were out of B school, just out of IMT, like uh, right. what, was, what was your journey like? Which kind of brought you to where you are today? It was very interesting because, uh, and I've covered this in some other. Um, I mean, my campus covered a video, so folks who are listening in might want to check that out on YouTube. But uh, it was quite interesting because I literally followed my passion at a point in time. Uh, I was one of the um i would say horrible and i continue to be horrible at laying my career journey out exactly where i want to be and for me it was like whenever something come came up and i was just curious and keen to see whether that fits me 
I chase that forward. So, for example, right out of school, uh, one of the most famous brands that time was Vodafone, um, and they were really the most one of the most loved brand, loved brands in India. So when I uh, got through Vodafone, um, it was literally like a dream come true because telecom back then was what internet is today, right? Like exactly like e-commerce is today probably. So um, went around the streets of the country, learning the basics of sales. Um, I still still say I'm I'm a title of marketing on paper, but I'm literally a sailor at my heart. Um, you can put me in a village and I can sell pretty much anything. So. But I think that was really good because it got me connected to the hinterlands of India, went all around the country. Um, and then just then a small little company had just started picking up pace. Um, unbeknownst to me, Amazon was pretty big in the US, but there was a company called Flipkart that came up and they had a very interesting challenge of building a brand in the B2B space, which is for the sellers, not the B2C where they were doing really well. So this is the pre-Walmart acquisition when I joined them. Again, an extremely roller coaster ride. I did about like five roles in two, two and a half years I spent there. Um, and then I was uh, um, I was thinking of doing something interesting in Flipkart. Just then Amazon US reached out to me. Um, and again, this was a very interesting role because I was part of the advertising unit at Amazon, uh, which is based out of Seattle and Palo Alto. Um, so... I had zero experience in advertising in ad tech, core ad tech, uh, which again had just started riding the wave and was fortunate to join that space where I got to learn the ins and outs of monetization, working with B2B partners and what Amazon is and how it makes massive amount of money just beyond the shopping platform. Um, and yeah, uh, part of the Apple journey for the last little over five years now. Uh, again, a very interesting move because uh, Apple had a very interesting problem when they reached out to me. They India was and probably continues to be the lowest market share for Apple globally. And uh, digital, which is e-commerce and digital plays a huge part of it. So based on my digital background and experience and working with e-commerce partners, Apple hired me for this position. Um, so yeah, I've been here and I'm learning every single day. Hey, cool. Thanks to say. Thanks for bringing that out. I think... Uh... One thing which struck out for me is you said at Flipkart you did some five roles in two and a half years, right? That's that's amazing. Yeah. But how do you do that level of context switching? How do you pick your next level role? Is it serendipity? Like, what's your mental model to think about that? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. And it's funny because at Apple, I've been doing like one role, exactly the same role, <laughs> just going deep, 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 and just fine-tuning for quality. Um, so it's interesting to see how different companies work. Um, so if you look at Flipkart and if you know people at Flipkart, even today, you can ask anyone, that's just the DNA of the company. They've grown up with ad hoc requests, thinking on your feet, moving around. So even in one role at Flipkart, so I was on paper when I was hired, I was leading brand uh, for their B2B marketplace. My role was to build the brand, hmm. right? And to set up a team. And literally I was hired as an IC. And I was asked to set up a team and then hire and figure out stuff, right? Sure. So I came from a typical B-school marketing background, but I had to learn payments, operations, logistics, packaging. So so just as a company, Flipkart encouraged people to really go in wide, like pick up multiple capabilities. And if you, I mean, I still work with Flipkart every day trip. And there, you know, every three to four months, people will change their roles mm. or change the scope of their roles. But that's just how it is. Mm. Whereas if you look at a company, even for that matter, Amazon um, is where you 
people might switch roles at Amazon, but it might take longer. And you really fine tune for quality. And Apple is on the complete extreme end of any company I've seen. There, Apple is all about quality. I mean, it shows up in your products. Yeah. So uh, that's something that you fine tune here. So tell me if you uh, like now that you have a very very good perspective of both breadth as well as depth. Uh, somebody who's just out of B school, say five years out of B school, somebody just growing to be a marketer. Uh, what should he or she solve for immediately? I uh, I counsel a lot of folks, uh, you know, early in their career, and and I always tell them to optimize for breadth in the start because you don't know what you want and you're good at. Uh, unless and until you're trying to link your previous experience, if you have an experience or a skill set that you're really, really confident in growing in, like for example, um, for example, like you know, you're doing this podcast. Maybe like audio engineering is something that you enjoy. Just as an example, mm-hmm. right? And you want to go in deeper, or you know, podcast creation, social media, community management is something that you like enjoy doing. Then you can go in deep, 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 and try and look for roles mm-hmm. in there, right? Or build your own role accordingly. But if you are somebody who has very little experience behind you, and especially, you know, people with about two years or less experience out of B-School, I strongly recommend, like, completely repivot. See, what helped me is that I did, I had done some level of software positioning B2B marketing before, Mm. but just getting my hands on the ground on sales, like, just blew my mind and opened my um, landscape up. Mm. I mean... See, typically marketing folks, right? Since this is a marketing podcast, everything is about the customer, yeah. right? The more varieties of customers you expose yourself to is what I would say really makes you a better marketer. I mean, ultimately, it's all about the customer. So, uh, and it could be, I mean, it could be like a, you know, customer who can't afford two meals a day or a customer who is purely a luxury buyer. But if you can widen that scope, see what everyone looks like, then you are a great marketer because typically now, I mean, if you think about it, the way the industry and the world is trending, it's trending more towards service and subscription and products which appeal to a wider audience. So think of like a Hotstar or a Netflix, right? You don't have one type of customer. There are many different types. So you need to understand different types of customers in a role like this, especially in a leadership role like that. So if you build your foundations really well and exposure really well, then you can apply that learning. Very cool. That's very interesting. And, and I, I definitely agree with you that initially you need, just need to like kiss all the frogs that you can find to see which one is the prince and then kind of just go deep within that. And, and uh-huh. a lot of folks talk about like, it sounds very theoretical and shit, but it's like T-shaped marketers that you go for depth and then you find that one in which you're going to go deep. So, so quite interesting. Uh, I want to just draw on your experience in ad tech also. And, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, stuff which is uh, and, and and these are extremely exciting times for the ad tech industry because finally i think uh, uh, their time has come uh, and that's that's what i feel that that beyond a point uh, say a couple of years back there was a lot of conversation about what works what doesn't work what's fraud and what's not um, suddenly i think uh, that level of maturity and sophistication in the systems is kind of uh, reached an inflection point where it's all about uh, scale and impact now. So, so tell me about your experience in ad tech. What did you learn? What were the challenges, uh, particularly with publishers and, and companies and, and things like that? Oh, uh, see ad tech, the biggest challenge in learning for me is like you're, especially in a role um, that I was right, where you are 
trying to get B2B customers to adopt your products, monetize, right? Um, ad tech is literally a money-making business, right? It's all about the money. Uh, I mean, everywhere else, you will typically uh, talk about like a brand show score, consideration score, awareness and stuff like that, right? Ad tech, even as a marketer, first of all, I mean, I was on paper a product marketing guy because ad tech will pivot around a product. So you're not like a core brand marketer, you're a product marketer because even as a brand, you're building a brand for a product, right? So folks who listen to this don't understand product marketing, it's very interesting. And uh, I personally relate more to that. Uh, even as a brand marketer there, you need to understand the nuances of how people make money, how to optimize products. So you really need to be really, really close to the product and understand the tech really well in order to do the marketing better. Um, and ad tech is not as simple as just selling a product to a person, right? or even in a B2B case, like it's not a buy and sell, it's a continuous adoption. So you need the end person to be continuously engaged using your product so education in a digital product scape, and again, I'm relating ad tech to like a, any digital product, right? Um, any advertising product, even like, for example, how Facebook or Google would market to their SMB customers is all about getting them to adopt their advertising solutions. Is to one, make them understand the technology behind it, make them understand why their product is superior than others. And third is helping them equipping or implementing that tech product on the on their platforms. So education, I mean, some of the work I had done on Amazon was all about creating self-help tools, webinars, educating customers, figuring out who the right person in that stakeholder organization is. But yeah, I mean, it's it's all about demystifying technology at the end of the day. Interesting. So you also mentioned uh, product marketing, and I think folks would want to understand how you think about it, because there's a lot of stuff out there and considering now that uh, becoming a product manager is kind of the sexiest thing for any person getting out of B-School. It's suddenly become that. So, and, and a lot of yeah. marketers who want to make the transition, who are at that juncture, kind of flirt with those kind of roles by kind of getting into a product marketing kind of a role and then just testing the waters. Uh, so how, how do you think about that? Yeah, no, good question. I went, I, I went through that phase myself where I was like, man, am I missing out on not being a product manager on my resume right now? So yes. many people around me. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's funny because I've worked with PMs all my life. Um, it's essentially very, very similar. Uh, if you break it down, okay, what's the, you ask any product manager, what's mm -hmm. their core job? They will say is, meet, they are the voice of the customer to the com yeah. company. I mean, to the engineer. It's all yeah. about the voice of the customer at the end of the day. That's the PM's job. Ask a marketing guy. They will say, we know the mm -hmm. customer the best because they really go, it's all about insights yeah. and covering. So they both are pivoting around the customer mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right? Um, and which is why roles like product marketing have emerged, which cross mm. boundaries on board. Now, a PM, a person, I think it's more about a fitment of a person than like role. Like anybody can do, I, I still think I can do a PM role or a PM can do a marketing role. I mean, that's how it works. Uh, but PM is better suited for people who are, first of all, I mean, customer understanding, yes, but also have a lot of structured mm. way of working. Uh, because PM also involves a lot of program management, by the way, which is not the case in marketing, like brand marketing, digital marketing is is very, very little program management. You typically have an agency. Whereas a PM, trust me, like they'll have Excel sheets, flowcharts, plans, product roadmaps. So 
So if you are good at program management and you have a keen understanding of product, and the third skill set that you need to be really good at mm. is numbers, because a PM also looks at the overall landscape yeah. of business, right? What the competition is, what product pricing is, uh, what so basically like the numbers element is very very strong in PM. Uh, I mean, I would also add design thinking and stuff like that, but I th- I, I still feel a PM can miss design thinking and rely on great product designers around them. Uh, now, on the other hand, a core marketing or a marcom, basically communications person, is the sum who's really good at storytelling. That's a skill set a PM doesn't need as much. Like even today at Apple, a PM will be the one who will sign off on the headline of the product. But so, for example, a product person will come to a marketing person in Apple and say, "This is the biggest feature of my new iPhone, the camera, right?" But uh, and they will give it a name, right? A Retina XDR display, whatever it is. But how beautiful it is! Like if you saw the latest MacBook Air release um, last month or sometime back, I mean, it was all about like the thinness and the lightness and how the cursor basically. The story was that in the same similar form factor, yeah. the screen size is bigger, and the creative was like the cursor playing around, lifting it up, flying in the air, and stuff like that. So a comms guy can really be the story which connects hmm. to the customer. So that's, that's so a PM is hmm. good at understanding the need. The brand person or a marketing person is great at telling the story, which makes the customer believe that their need can be fulfilled by that product. That's how I think I the bedrock of both functions is kind of the same and it is understanding the consumer. So it's know thy consumer, oh, yeah. know thy product Absolutely. and just kind of connect the magic between the two. Um, but in the ways and means in which they, they kind of do what they do is a little, little different. Um, so. yeah. Right. It's a skill set. I mean, it depends on the person's skill sets. What mm-hmm. you're good at is where you, the direction mm-hmm. you're heading. Interesting. I think uh, that FOMO of becoming a product manager and or not has kind of reached every marketing person that I know. Uh, I don't know for what reason and what's 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 the word, but I think marketing folks are falling down to the hype, and I, that's why I see so many uh, product marketing trainings and and people becoming experts and and so many uh, marketing roles being positioned as product yeah, roles. Yeah. Usme yeah. product bas likha hai. Wo product chahi ho na ho, yeah. it's just there. Like HR, it's like HR product HR manager. Right. Like I've seen just these obscure uh, because <laughs> the word product just makes everything seem shinier. Right, right. I, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of people need to also understand a core product role is also a much more deeper uh, role, and uh, uh, there's a long-term thinking around a product, right? So, um, people who like to shift roles a lot, like PM, is also not the part because typically a good PM spends time on the product, not just launches it. They make it successful, build upon yeah. it, iterate upon it. So it's like a few years. That you spend in the product to be a good product manager and if you become a product manager and you do something like for six months and you go and give another interview everybody will read yeah. through it that you just got into the title of it right but a mm-hmm. marketing person actually can because a marketing yes. person is pivoted around an opportunity right a launch or a campaign that's because they're mm. building for that moment right so also something important to think about that if you want a lot of change then the marketing, pure marketing. But if you want to go in deep and you you feel like, you know, there are people who say, this is my baby. A product mm. manager is can say that. 
but a marketing person will pivot around this is my mm. idea this is my creative mm-hmm. they will never use the word baby like they will they can yeah. it will just product. be weird Purva, another thing that I think is very, very interesting is that uh, uh, since you have, you've literally seen the Indian internet e-commerce system grow right in front of you. And I think that's very interesting. Uh, how do you think of brands being built completely online? Like we have these amazing D2C examples, and but we have a lot of like a long tail of failures. So, so how yeah. do you think about brands being completely built and sold online and, and those traditional mental models of brand building changing uh, in the view of how the internet ecosystem in India is, is uh, evolving? So, so tell me about your thinking around that. Yeah, um, I, I'm a digital first person, right? That's how I've shaped my career up. Uh, I, I truly believe in the power of digital um and the ability for brands to exploit multiple touch points with customers on digital, show up differently in different ways, personalizing. I mean, you name it, right? All those terms. Uh, I, I strongly believe I think digital is definitely, and we're just seeing the start of digital. There is so much to be done. I mean, I'm a, you saw the Apple product launch the Vision Pro. Uh, I mean, immersiveness is going to go to another level now soon. So, but I... I also feel, and this is a newly formed opinion. Um, if you had asked me just for, you know, 10 months back, I would have said like digital is the only way. Um, I, I'm rethinking my own approach of how we experience brands, both digital and offline. And I mean, I, I can now, I'm, I'm personally now actually now shifting and I feel like there is a different feel yeah. when you experience a brand in touch, um, you know, touch and feel mm-hmm. than digital. Uh, I mean, you know, we've been thinking of channel for ages now. Um, I'll give an example, like an yeah. iPhone, right? It's one of the most expensive things people buy. Um, the typical consumer behavior is they'll, they'll go to a store, they'll touch an iPhone. Like when you touch an iPhone, right? You feel like, oh my God, like this is why it's worth what it is worth and experience it. Um, but if you're browsing on like a Flipkart or Apple.com, you won't see it. And then you'll probably buy online for the best deals. That's the typical thing. But what's really interesting for me is the digital D2C brands coming into offline, right? Um, and I think that the moment somebody makes an entry offline, you really feel like they're here to stay. And otherwise, digital amisha patek rehta ek space in your mind ki it, it's like a, the trust element is a 80% there. 20% is like ki kabhi bhi band ho sakta hai, ya product sahi hai, nahi hai, right? You always have that in your mind. Um, and that's why like companies like Mama Earth and others and, you know, all these D2C brands. I mean, a great example is this viral company that has been bombarding everyone's Facebook ads and Instagram ads is Mokobara, right? They've been the ones that they've gone crazy on the digital. Well, I'm a but big you... Mokobara fanboy, like, like just self-confessed. And like, even uh, during a recent sale, I just went crazy. <laughs> and I'm a big, I'm a really big evangelist. So I really hope somebody right. from Mokobara hears this and... Maybe mm. I get sponsorship at some point in time, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No. So I'll tell you my honest opinions. When I saw Mokobara's yeah. ad, I was like just another Indian company trying to crack a space where quality is so important in Indian manufacturing. Let's be honest. It's horrible. I can never match the quality. Output. And I had like, it's just another random company. I, I don't have a single Mokobara. Like I'm never going to buy it. Then recently I was flying somewhere and I saw their office fixture in the airport or somewhere they had done it right and i went and touched the product and i was like wow 
like i was quiet for like 5 minutes i was like wow like this is not as bad as mm. i thought it was like it completely changed my opinion mm. uh, and imagine like the thousands of people who walked through that space yeah would have actually like touched and felt about it so, unless and until like i would have met you harinder and you would have showed me a mokobara product and i would have gone like acha ye theek hai but still in my mind i would go like maybe this is good because it's their best selling the other 90% products might not be that great right but when i see their layout with their entire fixture setup or even like a mama earth you know how they would display so many creams and everything you see like wow this is a proper brand it's like a hul or a samsonite brand and not just a because typically in my mind digital first brands are successful on a one or two sqs like the super hit sqs right but big brands are successful on multiple great quality consistently delivering on products so again i'm a new found fan like many others post covid people are hitting the offline world again um, and i think omni channel is definitely the way to go there is nothing that beats uh, also in the offline world like you can design a website you can do a fabulous job of making a pretty website but people who do a really good job at offline thinking like not just the products but their brand experience on the store the lighting the customer touch point the service the person on the door i think it is very very important so yeah put me in the other camp now <laughs> <laughs> so i think that change of heart uh, and i think it's very easy to guess happened because apple opened its new stores and and those are fabulous fabulous stores and i'm sure during the process that mental model would have changed is it or is it not uh yeah i mean it's not just about apple i think it's also been about just experiencing a lot of these brands coming up like trust me like apple stores yeah. have been for many many time before right not just in india uh, which is obviously a yeah. big reason now you understand why like it apple store opens up this door for so many customers in india uh, but for me it's been i mean you know i've been doing these projects uh, back since my flipkart days like flipkart and amazon uh, we've been in discussions to create these virtual uh, storefronts not virtual sorry like storefronts in other physical touch points Uh, I took a big campaign in Amazon um, uh, when we were there about creating a shopping experience in Amazon in the offline villages, and to get those villagers mm-hmm. to come, understand, getting them to see the products before they can order. So yeah, but I think now with the whole D two C piece coming into offline, I think it's here to stay, and it's mm-hmm. gonna make it's just gonna make our offline world so much more vibrant, man. Like, aren't you tired yeah. of seeing like the same fifteen brands in every mall? Like every Absolutely. single mall has the same fifteen brands. Yeah. So. And so Uh, I mean, it's so much. It's, it's a relief to see more chayus than Starbucks now, right? Like that's absolutely. That's yeah, every time I see, every time I see, uh, and, and I'm based out of Bangalore, so uh, so every time I drive through Kor Mangla, there's just so many brands which is just looking at an experimentative audience, and whether right. it's FB, whether it's it's apparel, and and since I'm closer to the fashion space, uh, I just. just putting up a label online and just selling it as a marketplace like if you're a nift student you could do that in say a weekend and and you can have your store up and running um, but to be able to touch and feel and and see what's the brand's storytelling in, in and i think that's where brands live in the smaller details in the stores lighting and fragrance and in in how the staff greets you yeah. and then all that magic being put together in in the online presence as well as the offline presence to cohesively own a place of your mind and i think i think that's how brands are made yeah. so it's it's yeah. really fun to see because because like you said one is really tired of seeing the same 20 brands and uh, and you travel anywhere is the same brands right so what what you would see at a ubcity or a phoenix mall or a palladium or, or a 
emporio uh, would be the same malls you would see at 5th avenue or at oxford street and and every everything else it's just the the experiences and the people i think and that that's what sets it apart um, yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. so really cool uh, so now i just want to shift some gears and i just uh, want to talk about um, uh, so in your current mandate uh, how do you work with creative agencies right how do you ensure that what you're thinking about where the brand needs to be and what notes you want to hit uh, how do you ensure that that is transferred to people in the right way because everybody comes with this baggage of what they because a lot of brands uh, uh, a lot of brands which are really really owned by culture which are not owned by marketers uh, uh, it's a, it's a coke and a nike and apple some of the biggest and the best brands out there uh, how do you make and people will come with their own way of thinking and their own way of experiencing the brand um, but you have a larger context considering where the business is going uh, where the business is doing well and not uh, so how would you ensure that the right mental models are also transferred to your creative partners Well, uh, yeah, I think it's not just about the current role. I'll give experiences from all of my previous roles and working with several yeah. agencies across my career. One thing I've learned is that you really need to respect the role everyone has to play on the table, and this is my very honest opinion. And I have actually built that respect as I've grown older uh, with agencies. I mean, my my, you know how it is like early days. People people who people who have not spent time in agencies, I haven't. We've always been like you know. Agencies for the dumb folks, like you know, we are the ones who are smarter in business and stuff like that. And I'm being honest here, like that's how people talk, and agency folks, folks also know it, right? Uh, but I really, really, really respect the fact what everyone brings on the table. Um, and I think, by the way, at Apple, most of my colleagues are ex-agencies. Most of I'm probably the only one in the team who's not from an agency. So it's it's quite interesting the conversations we have. uh and and this is where i've like in the last five years i've developed that respect is that people from the agency are there for a reason because of their creative muscle right if i mm-hmm. had the creative muscle right i mean i bring the business muscle they give the creative muscle uh, i bring the proposition muscle they bring the idea right uh, and i i see this like you know i i unfortunately don't work with uh So all the agencies in the US are able to make stuff creators with, but we see work that I mean internally in presentations. And my God, like if you see the ideas and the way those agencies work, which is why you see this the best creator in the world are unarguably coming from Apple. I don't think any company does creator better than Apple, and that's because a lot of the hard work by the agencies out there, right? How they think, how they creative approach. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the same macbook air example i was telling you about like the the, the wallpaper on the the not many customers know this but the wallpaper on the laptop when you see mm. the film if you just yeah. squint your eyes you can actually see air written in the waves people don't see it so so mm. i mean i mean when we were when we were shown this like before the launch and you're like wow like mind blowing like the thinking that goes behind the lightness like the stuff i was telling you about right yeah. so I think like you should respect what they're coming with and really figure out a role how you can help with right how you can help with anyone on the table from an agency side is like be clear on the brief. So mm-hmm. uh, I in my life one thing I've learned at Apple is that if you're so super clear on the brief like what exactly you want what is your goal who your audience what do you want to measure like figure out the template align the agency be clear on the yeah. brief and then and step back. 
let them do all their work and then come back to you with the final output of the options that they have. Um, you know, early days I used to be on shoots and I used to actually go towards the director and like, yes, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. Now I literally don't even enter the director's space. I'm just behind the TV screen. And I will just communicate like, like very basic because I know that my brief is right. Hmm. They will do it. Last me, I have to check, check, check. Karna hai and see as a customer how it would appear and does it align to my brand values. So I think the other thing you said very right. Um, um, most of the agencies who have been working with brands a long time know the brand values. Trust me, like they are smart people, right? It's not like that it's very Pythagoras Thoram. But as a marketer, it's important for you to align what values to highlight with the current context. Remember I told you marketing is about opportunity. So yeah. brand values can be 10. But hmm. at that opportunity for that campaign, for that product, which one do you want to hire? Right? Hmm. For a phone, if it's camera, for an iPad, it's about creativity, right? Like, so you really need to figure out, you are the one who's shaping the world. They are the ones who are creating the world. That delineation, if you can identify, I think the output is fantastic. So because there's a lot of overstepping in that relationship. How does one avoid that? Happens. It comes with maturity. It's very difficult. I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's very difficult. I know many experienced people I've been, I'm telling you like the shoots example, right? I have a couple of colleagues I went with and they're like, Are nahi, ye aise karo. Is time pe light se aati hai. Ye how... I mean, the director is heavily paid to do that. They know how they're doing that right on the set. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very difficult to do it. And a lot of people confuse marketing for common sense. I think that's the biggest problem. I mean, even, uh, you know, it's funny, um, one of the people just this morning, I was playing with basketball uh, who, who didn't know, who asked me like, what do I, what do I do? And I told them, and they're like, to Apple, mein kya marketing karta hai? Wo to product khudhi bik jata hoga. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, like everybody thinks marketing is common sense, right? So yeah. I, it takes time. And I think, uh, when you're not just true for agencies, I think this is a tip I give to people in general, especially marketing folks, because marketing folks also work very closely with sales. Uh, product, business development, other folks. Um, so I mean, their paths cross all the time. Uh, most of the time, you'll see pretty much everybody giving you gyan on marketing. Sales guy will tell you, yeah, yeah, creative font logo, right? I think one, you have to hold yourself back because you come with experience. And then you have to, before every meeting, every interaction as a marketing person, you really need to figure out what value are you adding to that table. True. Um, I mean, you know, I'm also tempted to tell my sales guys sometimes, like, why is this product price so high? Why is this mm-hmm. this channel? Why are we giving it to the seller? Like stuff like that. Very, very important to draw boundaries and realize how you can make life easier for that person. Um, same thing for agencies and interaction with them. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Uh, but tell me about, <laughs> you dropped that Easter egg of people saying, yeah, Apple mein kya marketing karta hoga? Uh, <laughs> so how frustrating is that to hear and, and I'm sure what do you tell your relatives when they say Apple to kya hi marketing hoti hai? Nee, you get bullied by other marketers just be very honest you get bullied ke, look at the problem that I am doing and I am taking a brand from X to Y you're like your brand is already there so what is your counter argument no I think that's the I mean if my when I joined early I mean obviously now nobody ask these questions but early days I would say like you know try and sell a 1.3 lakh phone to somebody who's, who's sitting on a 25,000 phone right now hmm. <laughs> like that's the 
and especially in a market like india right where every every single rupee is is important uh, i think apple marketing is all about value marketing it, india is a value market india is not uh, if i could be honest the the last 10 years of apple's growth have pretty much come on the uh, on the back of people who could afford an apple product which is because they have the money and that's what the even even right now a lot of the brand people think like yaar paise wala banda apple ka product leta right but mm. i think the last 5 years and the next 50 years for apple will be the value based years where people who realize the value and that's why touchwood you're seeing this rapid growth right now because people it's it's becoming an ecosystem right like like you said like mm. okobara example is for once somebody uses they like my life what was i doing my life entire life mm. that's how it is Uh, so thanks thanks for that uh, answer i just want to like cognizant of time also that i just uh, want to ask you uh, somebody sure. just getting out of b school uh, what would be say three things you would really advise uh, people to kind of do and particularly people who are in the marketing domain right and considering how we've seen the traditional marketing tra- trajectory also getting disrupted in uh, recently and and what it means to be a marketer uh, also change, changed uh, fundamentally so so what would be the three things which you would say uh, young marketers should do uh experiment and and try and learn um you know i was telling you like i can't counsel a lot of students and i always tell them that uh, uh, reach out to your friends colleagues um, startup founders community members on trying to pick up projects that you can help with uh, that's something that i'll tell you the I world know. especially the the small to medium business tier is booming right not just startups but literally mm-hmm. smaller companies and there is so much work out there uh, there was a time after covid when a lot of these young kids were not getting jobs and a lot of people reached out to me on linkedin asking for help and i told everybody like you know work hasn't stopped there are still a lot of companies who need that it's just like there's been a slow down so just go out and give your services for free especially as young young people so i think people are starting out from b school one obviously you know hopefully you get placed and you have a job with you but try and find out these side hustles um see if you can start up on your own great but if not then try and find out people who are trying to solve problems and then help them out um i i i i cannot tell you so many people i reach out to linkedin startup founders even myself and i put a couple of lines like you know here's what i think you can do here's something that i liked about the campaign didn't like um let me know if i can help um i i really miss being in bangalore i used to be in bangalore before apple and my favorite weekend activity was just to go to these smart startup boot camps and just mm-hmm. helping startups out so i don't want to give out names of these startups but many of them are unicorns right now that i helped pro bono completely pro bono build their campaigns decks starting they just would go sit in their offices in koramangala hsr and they were mm. also initially surprised like three make you kar raha but i really miss that time i mean now i don't don't have time but mm. i used to love doing that so i mean that's what i encourage a lot of people to do on the side interesting and i think um, like being able to create that body of work and also pro bono helping out like with folks who have a real problem out there uh with the right. kind of experience you bring in i think not only helps build relationships but also helps kind of fine tuning your own muscle and getting out of context with what you're doing as a day job oh yeah absolutely i mean i remember there was a there's a not a startup much a very big company fintech company i helped out in their early early days and hmm. had zero idea in you know payments taxation and stuff like that so 
for me those two three months and I, I used to spend like maybe like half an hour one hour in the week not more than that right hmm. and it just opened my mind how a, a, a ca like one of their customer segments was ca's hmm. how does a ca think right like what is their decision making criteria um, hmm. you know i've learned out about these uh, one project i worked on where they were somebody in the family is not the decision maker but the family is an influencer so how do you reach out to a family versus an individual person right so very very interesting segments like i said arindra starting of the call is that the more type of customers you can expose yourself to the yeah. more easy it is for you to um, help out in new engagements very interesting uh, so uh, on that piece of advice thank you so much apur for doing this thank you for taking time out on a sunday sure. and we wish you continued success in basketball because i'm sure rest of it you take care of and keep your nose safe thank you so much <laughs> thank you for doing this cheers